1: to Jim Paris Live, your source for the latest news on money, politics, prophecy, and preparedness. And now your host, the editor-in-chief of ChristianMoney.com
0: and the author of more than 30 books, Jim Paris. All right. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the broadcast. Good to have you with us. Of course, we are live on Sunday nights. Jim Paris here with you. My website is ChristianMoney.com that has links to everything I'm doing, my books, all of my social media platforms. And I want to make sure everybody knows I am now on Gab. So you can find me over on Gab. Uh, I believe it's uh, gab.com forward slash James L. Paris is how you find me on Gab. And then, of course, I'm at Telegraph, which you can find me on Telegraph. Also, T.M.E. forward slash Jim Paris or search for Jim Paris News. Now, I'm still on Twitter. I haven't been banned yet. I've been banned in the past, but I'm presently alive on Twitter. I'm also on Facebook. Uh, I'm also on Instagram. I'm also on YouTube. All of my social media links are over at ChristianMoney.com. But I'm encouraging more and more people to start following me on some of these alternatives. And the good news is I read an article that Parlor is supposed to be back online tomorrow. So if you're watching this live on uh, Sunday night, tomorrow, Monday, we're supposed to have Parlor back online, so that's exciting. I'm glad to be with you live tonight, going up against the Super Bowl, and I know that I will put a huge dent into their ratings tonight. Ah, uh, you know, we used to do like a Super Bowl party, or or at least go to people's Super Bowl parties, and even with the with our own family, with just our kids. Sometimes, some years it was, hey. Uh, I would take a couple of my kids up to the store and we would like come back with just chicken nuggets and and little pizza snacks and we'd buy uh, all kinds of Cheetos and chips and dip and I mean, it was like a a total disaster, like a 5,000 calorie uh, a person night that we would have and it was fun and we'd watch it on the big TV and uh, we always you know were curious who was the Super Bowl halftime and it used to be more family oriented, right? And then it's gotten so it's moved over to the dark side. It's all about taking a knee for the anthem and all these players, you know, constantly hearing stories about players being arrested and beating their girlfriends, beating their wives it being covered up. I'm just done with the NFL. I've been done with the NFL for a long time. So I'm glad to be here <laughs> to draw to draw away, you know. Tiniest percentage maybe, but, uh, put a little dent into the NFL's rating. Okay. No guests tonight because we are packed, absolutely packed with news. We are going to do the open lines thing again. So if you're one of our regular favorite callers and we are uh, putting together the plans for a panel. So some of you that are our regular favorite callers will start getting a, a an ongoing invite maybe once a month or so we'll be doing a panel where you'll be with us, uh, We'll keep you on the line uh, for this that segment, like usually the second half of the show. We'll put three or four people on the panel each uh, time we do this, and then you'll have a chance to uh, kind of chime in. So we'll, we'll kind of be like like The View, uh, but without Whoopi Goldberg. Or maybe I'll be Whoopi Goldberg. I'll be like a conservative version of Whoopi Goldberg. So we're going to be doing that. But we do have a guest uh, coming up for the next few weeks. Um, next week is Pastor Carl Gallops, and I, I think it might be in two weeks, uh, we've got Mike McCormick, that uh, the guy that just put out this incredible book, The Unauthorized Biography of Joe Biden. Uh, That's either coming up in two weeks or three weeks. But in any case, that's coming up soon. Uh, I just got his book uh, sent to me today by Mike. We're looking forward to having him also on the program. Of course, uh, Carl Gallops, (laughs) Carl Gallops, what can I say? The guy is on fire. He'll be with us uh, next Sunday night in our guest segment. I want to show you this book here. By the way, people are still creeped out from last week's show. I still have the mic Lindell book here. I'm going to talk a little bit about Mike tonight. But you see the cover of the Mike Lindell book? It's got that kind of that creepy hologram. People are still freaked out about that. I'm still getting emails, but I've got that still sitting in my studio. But I got to show you this book here. Uh this book is called Unmasked, and it's written by Andy. And the last name you'll see is spelled N G O, but it's pronounced no. So it's pronounced Andy No. Uh the people in Antifa tried to kill Andy. And that video, of course, went viral. And I'm asking everybody, support Andy No Buy this book. And, and I want you to buy it because it's also a great book. I, I finished reading it over the weekend. It gets into the whole history of Antifa going all the way back to Germany. Uh, it's a fascinating read. And uh, you wouldn't believe the people involved in Antifa all the way up to sitting members of Congress. So grab a copy of this book. Uh, Andy is currently in hiding because he's receiving death threats. Uh, Bookstores that carry this book are being threatened with violence. Uh, They don't want this information to come out. All of their dirty laundry, all of their secrets, all of their lies, the complete money trail. Get this book. Support Andy No, Keep pushing this up to the top of the bestsellers list over at Amazon. Do a good deed. Buy the book. Unmasked. Support Andy No. I don't know Andy. Uh, We've reached out to him to try to bring him on the show. I'm not sure that will happen. I know he's in hiding. Um, But, uh, you know, we've had this before where we've had guests that would tell us confidentially like where they're at so we could connect to them. Um, But we don't even need to know that anymore because of the way we can connect by the Internet. So we don't even need to know his location and we can connect with him. Uh, But in any case, I, I understand he's actually out of the country because of the threats he's receiving. So buy that book. This week is impeachment week, so um, I'm not going to be live, uh, but I will possibly do some special reports based on what happens in the news. Now, in the meantime, I continue to recommend to you two podcasts. If you want to kind of follow the play by play every day about what's going on with impeachment and all of that, two things I'm going to recommend to you. I want to recommend Stephen Bannon's War Room Pandemic, which is on um It's on America Voice Network, which is a television channel. Uh, You can get it also over the internet. Um, This is also a podcast. You can look this up and you can listen to the replay. It's on talkstreamlive.com, other places. So, you want to. A War Room Pandemic is one. The second one is Dan Bongino. So, those are the two podcasts I listen to every day. I listen to those two podcasts. So, I get I don't know these gentlemen. Uh, I don't get anything for recommending them uh, other than to just honestly tell you, you know, heartfelt these are great shows with a lot of information that you're not going to get from the mainstream media. Now, I want to reach out to you and ask you to support the show, and how you can do that is run over and take a look at internetpaycheckforlife.com. Right now in America today with everything that's going on, we need more influencers And you can be one of those influencers. If you've ever thought about writing a book or starting a blog or starting a YouTube channel or starting a website and learning how to monetize that so that you can actually create an income from that. Check out this uh, special training that I'm making available uh, over at InternetPaycheckForLife.com. And there's a lot in there, too, about residual income. That is how you can set up a lot of this. and and do it in a way that the money keeps coming in for years to come, and many people actually retiring from this. Check out tonight's sponsor, InternetPaycheckForLife.com. Okay, so let's get into it tonight. Uh, The impeachment trial starts on Tuesday, and I, I still think there's a chance that this could all be canceled because the entire narrative has fallen apart. The timeline doesn't work because the incursion into the Capitol happened before Trump finished his speech. Number one. Number two, Trump did not say anything in his speech about violence. In fact, he said to go peacefully. So the entire narrative has collapsed. The timeline has collapsed. The FBI and law enforcement are already uh, making it public that these incursions were planned days in advance. So the idea that Trump gave a speech and incited violence and those people after his speech marched to the Capitol, it doesn't work. The timeline doesn't work. What he said wasn't violent. Uh, we know now that the uh, plan, these attacks were planned in advance. It, it just completely falls apart. So it's still not too late. And I, I hold out a chance that this could happen, that maybe tomorrow on Monday you you get some sort of a self-serving announcement from The White House that President Biden in a move to bring the country together, (laughs) uh, which would really be disingenuous because everything he's done so far has been the opposite of that. But 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 let's just play this out for a moment In in a in an effort to bring the country together that Joe Biden has met with Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer and they've decided to cancel impeachment. Uh, I could really see that happening because the truth is that with so many things, um, so many things, uh, Trump is one of those people. And I think this is God working that when people come against Trump, you know, it's it's the you know, the biblical concept of no weapon formed against you will prosper. It seems like when they come after Trump, it boomerangs back to them and they may have learned their lesson. And there's already leaking some information about what Trump's lawyers are planning to present uh, in this trial. Uh, For example, uh, there is apparently a video being created. And I love this a video with all of the threats, physical threats of violence made by Democrats last year. And, and, and we've got a whole bunch of these, right? Everything from, you know, Maxine Waters, Get In Their Face. I mean, there, there's a ton of these uh, videos. They're, they're putting together a compilation. The plan is to show that video in its entirety during impeachment to a worldwide audience. The question being, look, Trump didn't say anything about committing violence look at all of this and nothing was done about all of these democrats and all of their out and out calls for violence i think that's brilliant the the second thing is there's a very good chance that the whole issue of the election irregularities could very well come into the impeachment trial and i think it'll happen like this i'm not sure that trump's lawyers want to present that as as a you know primary Uh, Defense. Uh, But what would happen is that it would come up later. And here's how uh, one uh, uh, one commentator brought this up and I thought it was brilliant. And this will probably happen is that if you remember during impeachment, uh, senators are all allowed to present a question by writing it down and turning it in. Uh, to this in this case it will be Patrick Leahy who is officiating because the Chief Justice of the United States said this is not constitutional. I'm not going to even show up for this I mean so there there you have that uh, but any senator can ask a question, right So part of the charges against Trump are that he fomented this violence by by questioning the election results uh you know from the time you know of the election, uh, to the time of January 6th, that that's the second sort of large uh, allegation in the impeachment article. Now, if a sitting senator uh, writes a question down and the question is about the election results, boom, now, now they've given the opportunity for Trump's lawyers to simply answer their question and then go into a presentation about all of the questions about the election. Now, I don't know if any of you have seen this, speaking of Mike Lindell, showing you his book a moment ago. But as we talk about this, Mike Lindell, with his own money, apparently over the course of only six days, put together a two-hour movie all about how he claims the election was rigged. Now, I'll be honest with you, I had a hard time following some of it, but I will tell you that there's a tremendous amount of smoke there. There's a tremendous amount of questions there, especially when you look at the number of dead people voting, people voting multiple times, people voting out of their state of residency, people voting that were under the legal age to vote. All of these statistics that he presented that he says came directly from uh, the secretary of state from the voter rolls. Um, Look, my view on this is I'm still one to say I don't know. I don't know if this, these irregularities would have changed the election. I don't know. The reason why I've been skeptical is I just see these ginormous crowds for Trump and I see uh, Biden and Obama campaigning and they're lucky if they get like 20 or 25 cars to pull up. It just makes no rational sense to me that Biden could beat Trump just based on that alone. And I know that's anecdotal evidence. But look, my, my bottom line has always been this. Rather than telling people that have questions about the election to shut up and go away, and if you talk about it, you're going to be banned from social media, and if you talk about it, you're responsible for violence. Instead of approaching it that way, wouldn't it be healthy for the entire nation to have a complete airing of this? To have a complete airing of this. Now I find it fascinating this story went without a lot of attention. The Supreme Court has just announced over the weekend that it will be actually taking up several of these election cases. Uh and they'll be they're going to be looking at this, I guess in a conference uh the Supreme Court's going to be having a conference to decide on hearing these cases within the next 2 weeks. I find it <laughs> I find it really funny, right? I mean w- OK, why now? Why are they bringing the Why are they going to look at these cases now? There's no way we can change the election. Uh, Biden's been sworn in. Uh, there's I, I see no way that the Supreme Court could invalidate him as president. Maybe there's some legal expert that can call in that can tell me I'm wrong on that. So it's not about overturning the election. But I think it's interesting now that the Supreme Court all of a sudden has decided they want to look at all these different cases because one of the mantras of the left has been none of these cases have any credibility because no court has wanted to hear them. The courts have thrown them out because of lack of standing or other technical issue. These cases have not been litigated. They've simply been dismissed early before there's been any actual hearing of the facts. So this is interesting. I have one kind of side theory about that. Maybe since Joe Biden formed his commission uh, to to look at the Supreme Court uh, and the possibility of adding a bunch of new seats to the Supreme Court. I mean, isn't this how it works? Everybody's looking after their own self-interest. So the Supreme Court now looking at the reality that, hey, uh, our days may be numbered. We may, you know, Biden is talking about, you know, adding a bunch of seats to the Supreme Court as a result of this study that's going to happen over six months. Uh, they're they're talking about a rotating Supreme Court. So that would mean that maybe for a month or two, you're on the Supreme Court and then you get rotated back down uh, to a federal court and they have sort of a rotating bench on the Supreme Court. All of that threatens these lifetime appointments, these golden cold in positions that these Supreme Court justices have and these Supreme Court justices that may not respect, you know, largely any of our they may not be concerned with the everyday stuff that we're all dealing with, like taking a look at some of these election issues when it was timely to do so. But now that sort of the specter has been raised that, hey, guess what? You may no longer be a Supreme Court justice. You may just be a rotating justice that goes back to a normal judge position and just rotates onto the court every so many months or years. Uh, So that's my kind of little side theory that maybe that's why they're willing to take a look at it. I don't know, but I I do find it interesting. And, And this this whole drumbeat of there's nothing there. No court will look at it that kind of goes away right when the supreme court comes out and says there are multiple cases that they're going to be hearing and i had several people even my own followers on social media comment when i posted that and they said jim are you sure you know what what are your sources on this are you sure this isn't a conspiracy theory it's it's check it i mean multiple sources it's out there the supreme court has announced they're going to be looking at several of these cases coming up. There's going to be a a scheduling conference in a couple of weeks, and they've announced that they're considering these cases. So we'll see what happens. It doesn't mean they're going to hear the cases, but it it looks like a a real chance that they might. Okay. It, It appears that Trump is back on social media. And this is fascinating because what Gab has done And I mentioned to you earlier in the show, I am on Gab. So gab.com forward slash James Paris. But what Gab has done, this is brilliant. They've taken all of Trump's tweets from day one, uploaded them into his Gab account and let him start like as if he never missed a beat to continue on with Twitter, basically on Gab, which is brilliant. And he's uh, he hasn't made a bunch of posts, but he's made one post so far. We have confirmed that is his Gab account. He is real Donald Trump on Gab. If you want to go to Gab, join, it's free. Start following him over on Gab. You'll have an opportunity to do this. Uh, OK, um, I got a huge backlash when I posted this today uh, and, and I'm, I'm not surprised why. Excuse me, I've got to take a little sip of coffee here. I've had a cold and I'm combating it by taking decongestants which really dries me out. So I've got to take a sip of coffee or water here and there. Okay, I posted this on social media. People have gone insane about this. ABC uh released a poll today. And this is what their conclusion is of the poll, which I find completely ridiculous. What a joke. Their poll says that the majority of Americans want Trump convicted at the impeachment And barred from running again. (laughs) That's supposedly what this new poll has concluded. Uh, Absolutely ridiculous. Uh, They didn't ask me, right? And a bunch of people were posting uh, on their uh, account, on uh, on my post, a bunch of people were posting, hey, I didn't get the phone call. I wasn't asked my opinion. And that's how these... Uh, surveys uh, tend to be slanted, right? Uh, So back to the Mike Lindell movie. So you can watch this online. It's like whack-a-mole. People are putting it up all over. It's being taken down. People are putting it back up again. Um, OAN, One America News. OAN, which is a a channel on a lot of cable systems. If you don't have it, you can find it online. You can also just search for this Mike Lindell movie uh, called Absolute Proof. You can find that movie and uh, it's about two hours long, and there's a lot in it. its I'll, I'll be honest with you, it's, it's a little bit hard to follow, but the truth is there's so much there, I think even a skeptic would say, well, I mean, there's enough there uh, to question what happened, to at least dive deeper into what happened. So I think that the movie's a good thing, and I think it will uh, raise even more questions. Uh, let me also mention this, as long as we're talking about social media and all that, I do not use Facebook Messenger anymore. I mean, I still have it on my phone. And I've got a couple of close friends, uh, students at the martial arts school, who if I see a message from them, I will respond. But I- I'm getting now hundreds of Facebook Messenger messages a day to where I-, I just can't I can't use it anymore. So don't be mad at me. If you want to interact with me, I will answer your question, respond to your concern, your, your input, your feedback is always welcome. Please simply email me. Uh, Those of you that email me on a regular basis know that I personally will answer you depending on how much I've got on my plate. It might take me a day or two, but I do respond to all my emails. And that's simply Jim at Christian money.com Jim at Christian money.com. But I've had to stay away from the messenger because it's so easy for people now to just forward, 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 forward. And I just get too many messages. I just largely have had to block out Facebook Messenger. Okay, Gateway Pundit, uh, the the conservative website, blog, uh, has just been permanently banned from Twitter after posting a video. This is fascinating. They posted a video of vans arriving in the middle of the night with ballots at a Michigan polling place. Now, what's interesting about this video, I did a little bit of looking into this video. This video has been around for a little while on the internet, so this is not exclusive to Gateway Pundit. But what is fascinating, and what got them banned after they posted this video, was that they went on to say they're promising more videos about these vans are to be coming out um, this week. And they say several more videos are coming about these suspicious vans. Uh, Do you remember this happened in these different uh, battleground states where all of a sudden, whether it's a water leak or a power outage or some excuse, they had to stop counting the ballots. And then it was between that time and the time that they started counting again that it appeared that the election was swayed to Biden. So uh, as part of this whole questioning, uh, you know, we had that suspicious video Uh, In Atlanta, uh, uh, there was supposedly a water leak, which there turned out to not be. And then we saw what we saw, people pulling out boxes uh, from underneath uh, the table and running those ballots through machines. They say that's not what was happening. But, uh, you know, are you going to believe your lying eyes or are you going to (laughs) believe what somebody's telling you? I mean, it's like there's the video. So now there's a video of these vans pulling up in the middle of the night. Supposedly with all these ballots. And so it's not this video in particular, I think, that pushed uh, Gateway Pundit to get a permanent ban from Twitter. By the way, the reason they're banned is for violating Twitter's new civic integrity policy. That's what they're calling it. Uh, So they permanently banned. And I believe it's because part two of that post said more videos are coming. So we'll see uh, what happens about that. Now, I was uh, talking to my wife about this today, and I was thinking to myself, Biden has only been the president since January 20th. So if, if we kind of do the math on that, what we have 11 days in January and then seven days so far in February. So that's 18 days. It's not even three weeks yet. And, and think about all of the damage that he has done to this country in less than three weeks. I am horrified, literally horrified to think about what this guy is going to do over the course of four years. Um, Let's start with this. Um, Biden uh, pledges here. He says he pledges to quote, undo the moral shame end quote of the Trump era with these new immigration policies. So he's got these new policies, these new immigration policies, Uh, orders, executive orders. And the latest move, get this, is to rescind the Trump administration policy of making asylum seekers from Central America wait for their hearing outside of the United States. Do you remember when Trump did this, when these giant caravans were coming? And what would happen is these people would get to the US border. They would then claim asylum, and then they would be allowed to come into the country while they were waiting for their asylum hearing. Then they would not show up for the asylum hearing. It was called catch and release. And Trump ended all that by making deals with these Central American uh, countries and also with Mexico. Basically, if you come to the border and you want to come in with a claim of asylum, you'll get a hearing date. You'll then have to return to one of these Central American countries and wait and wait until your hearing date. And then they'll make the decision at your hearing and you'll be allowed in or not. Um, that was a brilliant move by Trump and I think was widely recognized as a success of how to deal with these caravans. So in any case, um Biden has basically uh, taken out his pen and wiped that whole policy off the map. And and while this is happening, there are presently there's presently news of massive, massive caravans that are on their way from Central America to the United States. So Biden has completely wiped out this policy. So catch and release is back on and, and then get this. Biden is sending four billion dollars billion with a B to Central American countries with the hopes that this money would be used to improve the conditions in those countries to slow the immigration to the United States. That's not going to happen. But, but let me ask you this. We're sending billions of dollars overseas now for abortion. We know that that happened a week and a half ago. We're sending billions of dollars now over uh, to, uh, to Central America Uh, Hoping to improve the conditions there. Can we have some compassion for our own people? Why not send instead of that four billion to Central America? Why not send that four billion to all of these Excel pipeline people that lost their jobs to give them uh, unemployment benefit, an opportunity to get retrained in some kind of a new career? uh that's what Biden is talking about they can just go learn to do something else well why not take that 4 billion and give it to our own people um but let me tell you the most disturbing part of this it's not necessarily the 4 billion dollars because you know i don't know how it'll ever end that we're we're sending billions of dollars around the world. I mean, here we are. We're almost going to hit a national debt of $30 trillion. I mean, there's so many people hurting in this country. I mean, until we've helped every uh, veteran, every person that's uh, had their business closed, every person that's hurting here that can't make a mortgage payment or a rent payment, every job that we've canceled because of all these crazy uh, you know, cuts and, and getting rid of the XL pipeline. I don't think we, we should be sending any money to anyone until we take care of our own people. But let me tell you the most upsetting part of this whole caravan deal. Don't ask me to wear a mask and to social distance and go through all of this nonsense and tell me to stay home and all of this stuff, and then open up the floodgates to immigrants from Mexico and Central America. Look, no matter what your view is on immigration, You may be for this open border idea. Maybe you're a liberal that says, Hey, open the borders up. Let everybody come in. Even if that's you, how can we possibly during a pandemic, how can we open up our borders and let people by the thousands come in? Now, these are people uh, that, that, Possibly don't even have any of the basic vaccinations. We know this has happened that that, uh, you know, diseases that have been largely completely extinct here in the U.S., like like tuberculosis uh, and, and smallpox, those kinds of things have been brought in through these caravans. But. If you look at what's happening around the world, I mean, I I know people in Ecuador uh, telling me that they literally at one point in the pandemic, there was so many people dying from covid that there were dead bodies that they would put out of their house into the street and like wait for a few days before the that they would come by and pick up the dead body. This is what's happening in these Central American countries. So don't tell me. To wear a mask and to social distance and to not go to church and to have a restaurant, you know, restaurants either completely closed down or 25 percent occupancy. Don't tell me that and then open up our borders to thousands and thousands and thousands of these immigrants from Central America, which could be carrying covid. I mean, watch the videos. These people are coming in. uh, They're packed like sardines in the back of trucks. They're walking down dirt roads. They don't have access to uh, bathrooms or 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 to, to facilities to, to shower or clean themselves. And, and look, I'm all for, you know, let's help as many people as we can legally to let let's have a system and we need to reform our immigration system to help people that can legally immigrate. But also look at the financial side of this. How many of our own people are hurting right now? And we're going to bring in. Thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of these immigrants We're going to open up the borders and these people come in largely without a support system. They, they need help. They need they need food. They need clothes, clothing. They need housing. They need medical care. How can we how can we do that when our own people are hurting? How can we open up the borders and, and take on this financial responsibility, this expense of all of this open immigration when our own people are hurting. And and when you just look at, you know, all of these cities that have been shut down for six months, eight months, nine months, and we're going to uh, put this pressure of all of these immigrants to come in. I mean, we've got school systems that are still not open, that are still on zoom and all of that. And we're going to bring all of these immigrants, all of these caravans, flood them into the schools. Uh, And the schools are not even able to open up to full capacity. What are we going to do with these families, with these children? I mean, it just doesn't make any sense to me when you think about it in those terms. Um, And then look at crime. Uh, You know, these blue states, these cities like Chicago and New York City and San Francisco and Los Angeles, they're all hitting high watermarks as far as crime goes. And, And we've already got these executive orders now where the local police are not going to cooperate with ice. So, so the immigration and customs uh, service the enforcement agency is not going to be able to deal with the crimes committed by some of these immigrants. We've got cities hitting multi-year highs for murders and robberies and carjackings. And we're going to flood these cities with immigrants, which is going to just make it more difficult. It makes no sense to me. I, it absolutely makes no sense. Um, We're going to start taking calls here in about five or 10 minutes. Uh, I'm going to put the phone number up here when we open up the phone lines. But I still have a couple of other quick news items to get to uh, before we open up the phone lines. Did you hear Joe Biden's comments on the death of the two FBI agents, two FBI agents attempting to uh, serve an arrest warrant in South Florida uh, were killed uh, when the individual who was suspected of uh, some kind of a pornography child, pornography charges. They were going to uh, make the arrest. They they showed up at the house Two FBI agents lose their lives. So here's what Biden said when asked about this. I'm not kidding. You can't make this up. Biden said, quote, they put their lives on the line and it's a hell of a price to pay. He then goes on to say, quote, and every single day. By and large, the vast, vast majority of these men and women are decent, honorable people who put themselves on the line. We owe them. So that's <laughs> that's the best that the FBI can get. So, So the vast majority of these people are good people. What happened to the idea that all of our law enforcement people are good people? See, this is what's creeping in. And, and so many people have said to me, Jim, don't worry, don't be upset. Biden is really a moderate. He's just embracing this left wing craziness uh, to get elected, to, to appease that far left wing. When he gets into office, he's going to be a moderate. Uh, he's not a moderate. I mean, think about that. Uh, he, he can't even say he can't give a, a full, uh, complete endorsement to FBI agents. He has to qualify it that it's the vast majority that are good people. <laughs> I mean, on a day when two FBI agents are killed, you can't say that the FBI agents are good people that are working for this country. I think it's known, right? I mean, we're all smart enough to know that there's always some tiny percentage of people that are in these law enforcement agencies that are not good people. Um, and and we know that we, we know that from uh, Comey and struck and some of these other uh, players, Right. But on a day when and two FBI agents lose their life that you just can't say, hey, we honor these people and you don't have to go on uh, to qualify it. But he seemed to want to qualify. Then he goes on to say this, which I thought was I mean, how could you say this? He goes on to say they, they asked him if he had spoken to the families of the two deceased FBI agents. And this is what he said. Um, he said he had not yet had a chance to speak with the families. And he did not plan to do so um, on Tuesday is what he said. You know, I don't know. I mean, Trump was always 100 percent behind the blue behind law enforcement. He was the first one uh, to pick up the phone and call and offer condolences. I mean, it really does tell you something about the difference of what we have in a President Biden versus a President Trump. And even those of you that love uh, Biden, I, I put this up on my Facebook today. If you love Joe Biden, now's your chance to brag. He's been in office for almost three weeks. List all the stuff that you love about what Biden has done. I haven't had one person post any accomplishment of Joe Biden's that they're proud of. This is all extreme, extreme far left policy that he is implementing. Now, you'll find this ironic uh, last two stories here. What I'll do is I'm going to go ahead and turn on our phone lines right now. There's the phone number, 646-716-4041. If you're listening on the audio stream or if you're watching on the video, the phone number is in the lower uh, corner of your screen, 646-716-4041. All right, so this story I found fascinating and ironic. Mark Elias, who is a prominent Democratic election attorney, Democratic, okay, Uh, argued in a court filing this week that faulty voting machines may have misread thousands of votes in a House election in upstate New York. So here you have a Democratic lawyer that is arguing that there were faulty results from a voting machine, a Democrat. Uh, Of course, if it was a Republican, this would all be thrown out as a crazy conspiracy theory, but now you have a Democrat, uh, questioning the results of a voting machine. I find that fascinating. And if you didn't see the story, our governor here in Florida, Ron DeSantis is going after the social media companies. Uh, this is great because it'll give us an opportunity. If you're a Florida uh, resident, you will be able to, uh, sue under certain conditions, uh, the social media companies for them taking away your account, Uh, for them shadow banning you all kinds of new rights are being uh, installed. And you know what? I love this kind of thing because uh, we need to have more uh, things like this happening. I'm a huge believer in States rights. I think it was a brilliant design, the idea of a small central government. And then each state would largely monitor its own affairs. And if you have this, this law, if this becomes law in Florida and then you have States like you know, in the South and, and, and Texas and, and the other conservative states, Tennessee, if, if a group of conservative states uh, got together and all passed similar laws, it would really force uh, the social media companies, it would force their hand to make these changes uh, and to give us a right uh, to, to at least find out why we're banned and to at least question it. To at least have some type of a uh, due process to be able to question that. All right, we're going to uh, take some phone calls now. Uh, if you would like to join us, I'm going to put the phone number up here. It is 646 716 4041. I know we're going up tonight against the Super Bowl. I get that. But I also know that there are several of you that are regular, faithful callers and might want to weigh in. Anything on your mind? Uh, You know, maybe you want to talk about impeachment. What do you think is going to happen this week with impeachment? Um, What do you think about this idea that the Supreme Court is going to take a look at uh, some of these cases? I find that fascinating. Um, What have you, uh, you know, what's your take on the Mike Lindell movie? Did you see it yet? Um, Everyone I know that has seen it has at a minimum said, wow, a lot of smoke there, you know, Maybe we don't know for sure whether the election would have flipped one way or the other, but there's sure a lot there, a lot of stuff there about dead people voting, people voting multiple times, voting out of their state, uh, people voting, um, you know, uh, that are not old enough to be voting. A lot of stats he was able to show, and he gets into a lot of detail, and that's kind of the problem with this, is people want details or they just dismiss it as a conspiracy theory, right? Um, but with all those details, it kind of makes your your eyes kind of glass over a little bit because it's like, OK, now we're getting into like IP addresses. We're getting into uh, statistical anomalies. These are things that are not super sexy <laughs> uh, to talk about. And it's hard to keep people's attention if you're somebody um, that is you're trying to make a presentation on this and it is two hours long and I have to give him credit. I guess it was three hours and they edited it back down. But Mike Lindell, you know, I I often think like this guy's maybe the next Trump because Mike, one thing about Mike Lindell, the more they go after him, the more it charges him up. It's almost like he's a superhero (laughs) and he absorbs the energy of the, his enemies. And just uses that to just go further. I mean, the idea of him producing this movie in six days, using his own money to pay for it to be on One America News Network. Uh, and I mean, this in the middle of him being banned, the My Pillow product being banned from all the big uh, box stores. Um, everybody's trying to take his commercials down. They're going after this guy every way that they can think of. And the more they go after him uh the more he's just fired up and uh and just punches back more i mean i always thought there's no greater counterpuncher than trump uh but maybe mike lindell is somebody that's right up there too i mean what would you think about a mike lindell uh as vice president or or even at some point maybe a mike lindell running for president he's somebody you know he speaks that kind of simple language that simple talk that resonates with people and i think we're we're tired of this 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 group of elites that has taken over in Washington, D.C. All right. Well, we're waiting for calls and we may not get any tonight, which is not surprising because I know it's the Super Bowl, but we'll still get our thousands of downloads uh, of the podcast this week. I'm sure of that Um, Lynn Cheney, uh, who is the uh, congresswoman from Wyoming, uh, she voted for impeachment. And what's interesting about this is that 70% of Wyoming residents voted for Trump, but yet their representative in Congress voted to impeach Trump. So the people in Wyoming are so fired up about what Lynn Cheney did. They actually held a bunch of meetings over the weekend. And not only did the Republican Party in many of the counties, I think most of the counties in Wyoming Um, voted to censure Lynn Cheney. But in addition to that, they also demanded her resignation from Congress. And she says she's not going to resign. She's going to serve out, you know, the balance of what's almost two years uh, here uh, on her term in, in in the house of representatives, um, which is unfortunate. I I think there should be some way to recall uh, an elected uh, representative, but I, I guess there's not. A way to do that. There should be a way to do that. It it, it looks like her chances of getting reelected are pretty much zero because they've already got two, maybe three strong primary challengers lined up for her. And what I have also read is that Trump after this impeachment trial is over, which, by the way, a lot of people are thinking this is a one or two day deal. This impeachment trial I'm reading could last like two or three weeks. Can you imagine two or three weeks? Uh it's going to be interesting to see all the stuff that Trump's lawyers are going to have an opportunity to present. I think they're really going to regret uh doing this impeachment deal. But in any case, um they're saying that Trump as soon as impeachment is over has already planned a nationwide tour and he's going to specifically go to the districts of the uh the congress the congressmen and women that voted to impeach him, the Republicans. He's going to these Republican uh, areas and he's going to begin to campaign to have, uh, you know, someone challenge them in the primaries. And uh, he's going after them. Uh, he's going after them. He's going to get his revenge, uh, basically, in these areas where these members of Congress, these rep- these uh, Republicans voted for impeachment. Uh, so we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um I think it's going to be a fascinating week. It really is going to be a fascinating week. And I'm, I'm looking here at my phone board and uh, by this time we'd usually have three or four people lined up uh, on the phone line. So I am going to turn off the open lines And uh, face reality that probably (laughs) we probably don't have the big giant live audience like we usually have. But that's okay because I know we'll still have the thousands of uh, downloads that we'll have uh, during the week. So nobody wants to call in and share their their voice. You know, it's funny because sometimes after I do a live show like this and I open up the phone lines, which we don't do every week. This is something we do every so often. I'll have people that will uh, email me and say, Jim, I I was going to call in but you covered my topic and said like exactly what I was going to say. So I felt kind of silly, you know, chiming in and calling in. Oh, wait, there we go. Just as I'm about to end the show, uh, we've got a caller from eight one five, which is in the Chicago area and uh, your first name. And uh, it's Chicago, right?
1: Yep. Uh, Well, Rockford area. All right. Jeremy. Okay. Hey, Jeremy, good to have
0: you back with us. You're the attorney that called last time, right?
1: Yeah, yep, and uh, I just was wondering what your thoughts were, because I haven't, I'll be honest, I haven't had uh, as much time to look into this as I want. Uh, I hope I can soon, but I was surprised, but also disappointed, um, to see the Supreme Court taking up some of these voting cases a little, little late, uh, yeah. in my opinion. I would have rather see, I would have rather seen them do this, oh, I don't know, before the, uh, you know what I will call the phony uh, inauguration. Um, I'm yeah, I'm just disappointed. Well, but you're you're an attorney now.
0: You're an attorney. Um, did you hear my earlier comments about what my theory is on this? I'm curious uh, what your theory is. Um, my theory is that since Biden has since he's been elected, he for he says he's forming this commission to study. Uh, the, the restructuring the Supreme Court, which I think is, you know, signaling, right. signaling that he's going to pack the court. This idea of like rotating judges on the court or, or putting 10 or 15 more, uh, justices on the court. Um, that's a direct, a direct attack on the integrity of the court. Those nine seats, those people that have these golden Absolutely. lifetime appointments. Do you think, that that was the reason that they're now like, well, let's take a look at these election cases now, because you're right. Why would they do that now? I mean, they were worried, I guess. I had heard rumors they were worried about riots and people being upset. Talk about not, now they're going to have both sides upset because if they find right. if they find something, I don't think there's a remedy in law to to take Biden out of office. Uh, It's going to sort of be like, it's like watching the replay uh, the next day after the game is over and the uh, trophy's been awarded. Uh, You know, there's no remedy there. They're saying, well, maybe they're trying to look at this for future elections to try to resolve maybe some case law that could be applied, you know, in the future. Like, for example, can can a non-legislative uh, decision be made uh, to allow for uh, the voting uh, system to change like they did, I guess, in Pennsylvania? They said, well, we're just going to allow uh, some administrative bureaucrats said we're just going to allow mail-in ballots uh, without checking the the signatures or whatever they did that was not through the legislative process. Things like that systemically they're going to look at that for future elections but but what's your theory jeremy as an attorney uh, why they would do that now instead of back i mean there was this window of like what three months where they had every opportunity to look at these cases
1: right Uh, to me it, 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 it is illogical um i was hoping they were going to take up one of these cases definitely in the month of december of 2020 um to take it up now yeah what's the point i mean you know uh in, in law you know you say well if a case becomes moot it's because you know something has already happened right. so you know what's the point of having uh you know a hearing on facts when you know what the determination's already been what's going to happen is, gonna, is already changed there's no point in hearing it anymore so i don't understand why they do this i personally think that uh well, john roberts has in my opinion been a complete disappointment yes um and i think i think somebody's got some type of dirt on him uh that they are you know using to say you know even though you should be a conservative justice um you know someone who reads the constitution with its original intent uh yeah he's made decisions in the past couple years that i've just been stunned that he would vote the way he has so and it's not characteristic of him. So you know, what do they have on him?
0: Yeah, you're um, not you're not the only one to but, say that. So many people have said, "What's going on with John Roberts?" In particular, with that that ruling that he he had to go in this this contortionist uh, <laughs> ruling to to say that Obamacare was okay because it was a tax. Yeah, it was ta- under the tax provisions. Like that wasn't even the the argument. In fact, their argument was that it was not a tax, and he then went ahead and yeah. and sort of like, "Look, I'll fix your paper. I'll I'll." I'll change a few of the answers here on your SAT before we turn it in uh, so that you can get the score you need. That's sort of what happened. Uh, I mean, generally, when you get to a court at that level, uh, you, you don't help. The litigant by by amending their argument or 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 asserting exactly. an argument that's the opposite of what they argued to give them a win. I have never seen that happen. And, and you're right. So many people came out and said John Roberts is somehow uh, compromised. Why in the world would he do this? Let me ask you what you think about impeachment. Uh, this this trial. They're talking about some some crazy stuff that's going to come out. For example, Trump's lawyers have compiled this this video that has apparently. Mm-hmm like dozens and dozens and dozens of of clips of actual Democrats uh, proposing violence. People like Maxine Waters get in their face all of the And then then uh, video of all these these uh, Antifa and BLM riots and and buildings burning and Democratic uh, uh, senators and representatives saying we support this and and this is their right. And how can you blame them? So they're going to put this compilation together and say, in your face. And then they're saying that some of this voting irregularity stuff could also be presented as part of the defense because that's the second prong of the article of impeachment, which is that Trump promoted the quote unquote big lie of the uh, you know, voting irregularities. Do you think that this could very well boomerang uh, against the Democrats? We already have 45 senators that voted that this is unconstitutional. So it's sort of like a free play for Trump because he can't lose here because they've already asserted this is not even constitutional to begin with it's almost like he's got a free right. play to put out there whatever he wants what do you think um
1: yeah again the the question comes I mean in a legal standard when you know in, an, in a hearing you're only allowed to present evidence or you know um, answer questions to what's what's pending you know what the opposing side puts out there against you so you know if they're going to say things like, he incited this or um uh the question would be you know if they're just going to go on the the simple fact of you know he incited the riot well first they have no evidence of that i mean anybody with any common sense would look at you know what president trump said on that day and the timing that he said it and they have no case they have no case to show that he incited the riot um and if they go on that you know again the impeachment i think is completely not is complete nonsense it's it's all for show uh it's the constant democrats mantra of oh let's feel you know, let's get the orange man i hate the orange man uh that's all that's all they have we hate trump and that's what they run on um it would be great to see you know if they're going to you know try to get in things where they're going to say um yeah how he incited these things and how he was okay with incitement of violence then yeah i think there's a possibility that you start bringing up evidence on the opposing side saying if you're going to make accusations like this well then what about what you have done what about your side and what you've incited um i go back to you know personally if if, uh, i don't know if it's going to be relevant well i think it is but i'd go back to even when um if you remember a few years ago, back up in Madison, Wisconsin, when people overtook the Capitol building in Madison, the Democrats said, this is fantastic. This yeah. is, you know, this is what democracy is. Um, and which, again, if you do a study of what a pure democracy is, they were right, but that's not a compliment. Right, right. Um, so they said, oh, this is fantastic back then. But now, oh, now that it's, you know, on the opposing side, oh, this is horrible. We need to put up. Let me ask you this as an attorney,
0: as an attorney, just the idea that someone disagrees with with, for example, the outcome of the election. So if Mm -hmm. if if I am Trump and and maybe maybe see my, my view has been this, I don't really know whether the election would have changed or not. I, I basically have said, I'd love to know. And in order to know, we'd have to litigate the facts. We'd have to like do a deep dive and look at there's certainly a lot of irregularities. Then the question is, were these irregularities right. enough to change the election? So I'm I'm willing to say, look, I don't know, but I do know there's a lot of irregularities. But, but let's say that you're Trump and in your mind, you actually believed because of all the facts that you were given that the election was – unfair and that you really did Mm -hmm. win and you actually believe that and you just say that you say look this is my belief that this happened and uh he went through all the court systems and had attorneys and so forth and so on does he not just as a person as an american have a right to that opinion without them then saying well that means then that if you believe that and you go against the outcome of the election that you're then causing violence how do you connect those two legally
1: you can't. You can't. Um, you know, if they're going to, if you, if they ask a question like that in this impeachment nonsense, um, they've posed the question. So if you're going to pose a question where you're going to say, you know, what's his thoughts on it and he answers, well, uh, rule number one, when you're an attorney and you're doing, doing a trial case, uh, cross examination can be seen as an art form. Uh, and one thing, you know, in, tr- in cross-examination, you never ask a question of a defendant of the opposing party. You don't ask a question that you don't already know an answer to. Right. Because if you don't know an answer to something, they'll zing you. They'll get you. And so... I would love to. I mean, I don't know that you know. they're saying President Trump may not testify.
0: Yeah, um, they're saying he's not going to testify. Would, but this opens up this whole new like crazy idea that if I disagree with something and then somebody goes and does something violent because of my disagreement, like, for example, if I if they if they change tomorrow, uh, the special sauce on the Big Mac. And I came on the show and said, Mm -hmm. this is horrible. They've had the same special sauce on the Big Mac for 30 years and now they've changed it. And then someone, you know, goes and like, you know, uh, paints graffiti all over a McDonald's or something and says they heard my show and that I didn't like what they did to the Big Mac. And now I'm responsible For that graffiti on that McDonald's, I mean, it would be the same thing like this uh, crazy Bernie Sanders supporter that shot at a bunch of the, you know, Republican Steve Calise and all those that were practicing, you know, baseball uh, because he was aligned with Bernie Sanders beliefs. I mean, this is really chilling to think that uh, if Trump, you know, believed that the election was was rigged, if he believed that and he can't say that. Um, or he's responsible for what anybody might do. man, that's a crazy world that we live in, isn't it?
1: Right, all oh, right. yeah, well, where's our freedom of speech? Where's our freedom of expression? Uh, Democrats only seem to be open to First Amendment rights when it's exactly what they want to hear. And that's not a First Amendment right at all. It's just you know 1984 George Orwell thought thought police.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Jeremy, attorney from the Chicago area, good to have you with us, sir. You'll definitely be uh, one of our panelists once we start the panel shows. Always great comments. I love to have him on the show. And we've got another attorney, I believe Gene, who is a regular caller uh, that joins us from uh, Pennsylvania. I believe Gene is also an attorney. So that's great. Uh, I love having these attorneys weigh in. Um, And I'm still saying it, man. I'm still saying it. Maybe. They're going to call off this impeachment. Maybe they're going to call it off. Maybe maybe tomorrow you're going to get like an announcement from the White House that uh, Biden has 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 called a meeting with Pelosi and Schumer. And look, you know what? Let's let bygones be bygones. Water under the bridge. Let's let's just not do this thing Uh, because uh, they've got Trump cornered and you don't want to corner Trump because he's a counterpuncher. And uh, it sounds like they are set. They are loaded. Uh, for bear for this trial to present all kinds of damning evidence uh, in support of Trump in his defense. It's going to be fascinating to watch. And I'm really curious how long it's going to go on uh, and how much of this, the uh, network uh, channels are going to cover. Uh, it's a, a crazy, crazy, incredible time that we live in. It sure is, isn't it? Hey, thanks so much for joining us. Next week is Carl Gallup's. Uh, don't miss that. A couple weeks uh, coming up is the Anna authorized uh, Biden biography. Mike McCormick will be here. A lot of other great guests lined up. Remember, if it's Sunday night, it's Jim Paris live. Follow me on social media. All of my links at Christian Money. Dot .com So long everybody we'll talk to you next week God bless